Alrighty, Case Fun Manning. <laughs> you, you told me you actually told me your name was middle name was Fun. So <laughs> I, made sure I to, forgot that. I made sure to put that in. Oh, I forgot it. Yeah, it's funny. So we got here eventually. Anyway, we just had a bit of technical difficulties recording, but uh, we're on a roll. So, um, anybody listening, welcome to the podcast. I call this podcast High on Life with Ollie, and the reason. I always introduce this part is because I was somebody who was always looking outside of me, like through drugs and alcohol to get high and to feel the sense of euphoria and ecstasy and true like personal development and spiritual growth. I realized the best high is a natural high, like on your own energy. And um, the purpose of this podcast is to share valuable content and interview inspiring people who inspire me. And that is exactly why we have Kate Manning, middle name, fun on the podcast today, because you are a really, really inspiring lady. And uh, I feel very blessed to have you on the podcast today. So I'll just give you a little introduction for people listening who may not know Kate. Um, Kate is an environmental, environmental scientist, an author. You do speaking events. And your heart really is close to nature and helping bring people back to nature. And at the moment, you're creating a project, Be Wild, if I'm not mistaken. That's the name of it. Be Wild, which is very exciting. And it's going to be a bit of a buzz, you don't mind me saying. (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah, you've done amazing things, Kate. And um, I don't know if I covered everything um, your whole uh, repertoire there you know I'm sure there's so much more to know about you but we had a little chat yesterday and if you'd like to just say anything or say hello to anyone listening and how are you how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good today Uh, I feel better after a little chat and um, yeah delighted to be on the podcast and likewise you're doing such great work in the world and yeah it's so important that we all come together with this positive work and like drive it more um because we need a change in the world we need to keep changing it changing it back to the way it should be yeah yeah um yeah so through my work I I do that and I share that with you here today yeah so true like what you're saying about like kind of the positive work like I see you on social media you know you put out like really good videos like just simple things like running and like getting outside in nature and being connected, you know, and sharing that positivity. Because like we both talked about yesterday, how like, it's not like we were always positive people. It's not like I was always high on life. So positive running around the place. Like we kind of both related on the fact that we'd been through a lot of pain ourselves and a lot of struggles to kind of come to where we are today, which is like exploring consciousness and helping other people educating people on who they are and bringing them back to nature and I'd love to hear you you touched on a little bit yesterday but you went on this amazing amazing voyage and not only did you go on this big adventure but after it you had the, the balls or the courage to actually make a book you know that's a big big achievement that you did so you're that's what that's why I'm really happy really excited to talk to you know because I like people who take risks and are willing to like put themselves out there. And you're someone who's definitely doing that. 
So before like you went on this big adventure, what, what brought you to kind of saying, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. And you, where, how, did, how did that happen? You kind of told me a little bit yesterday. But. Yeah, I suppose I always had this kind of um, awareness of how precious nature is. Like I, I've spent my whole childhood immersed in it and I've always I've been questioning nature and just getting lost in it, whether it was at the beach or the fields or the woods or the farm. So I was always really connected to that. Like, I think that was nearly my first connection I ever made or or found really important for me. Like even, I don't want to say beyond friendships, but like it was something so potent for me. Like anything I, anytime I ever needed answers or to relieve anxiety or anything needing calmness, I would go straight to nature. I might not even call on somebody. I would just go there and kind of seek that calmness first. So it was always something that was very, was just always in my heart. So I was very aware of how hurt nature was because I saw, you know, the destruction and being in like wild landscapes, whether it was in Ireland or abroad, like I knew there was something wrong. Like I was like, this isn't right. Like our, our relationship with it is so wrong. Like, you know, and so I kind of was always on that discovery voyage, you know, like I'd be watching Nat Geo or I'd all, any documentary on anything. I'd be like on it. I wouldn't even be watching movies. I'd be like documentaries, documentaries, yeah. nature. I need to learn what's this happening in the jungle. What's happening in the Amazon? What's happening in Australia? And the, the reefs. Like I just, I was, I just became hooked on it. And um, I was just like, no, like this can't be real. Like I need to do something um like what's going to happen in 50 years you know so I then set about kind of uh making a list it started in Ireland first with all these nature places mountains and lakes and waterfalls and then eventually I started to expand into Europe and then Asia and then Australia and then when I eventually got to Australia to the the coral reefs like that was did you travel did you travel around to these different spots in Ireland and into Europe um well I would have been working at the time so I would go around Ireland come home go around Ireland come home, go around yeah. Europe come home but like then I was started taking bigger kind of trips nice. and then I was like you know I need to see all these places that are in the danger zone I need to see these species that are in you know um being threatened with extinction like I was like there's no way I'm leaving this planet without experiencing all of this you know mm-hmm. there's no way like when you see those rhinos and white tigers and all this like that they're gone and I don't you don't get the chance to see them or meet them or that they had a a life on this planet and it's gone like imagine the the millennia of evolution to create that species and it's just gone due to human intervention because Mm. we can't sort ourselves out you know but anyway this is why we need our work so I went over to the coral reefs anyway and I was like going diving and I had major fear like one like I've I've gotten through like major fears like flying I would have had panic attacks I would have had nightmares I wouldn't be able to fly on my own I would have to get people to fly with me to places I was so afraid of flying I was terrified you wouldn't believe crying on every flight (laughs) baby eventually made it to Australia god knows how over years of I did some kind of CBT how how, how old were you when you went to Australia uh 20 two or something maybe really? 23 wow. 23 23 
something like that. Yeah. But I moved actually because I had really diverse kind of years of moving. Like I moved to Belgium when I was about, was it 18 or 19? <laughs> yeah and I studied there for a year and she was completely lost they were like like, what (laughs) Uh, but I got used to it after a while and then I moved to France when I was about 21 yeah it must have been 23 I'd say Australia or 24 maybe yeah I get mixed up with all the years I'm like (laughs) what is age anyway I know I know time is is, yeah but it's just it's great to see like how I was so young like because I was the same I went to Australia when I was 21 and the best thing I ever did was just like getting out you know so yes you went diving there yeah and like I was really afraid of diving that was another fear I had to overcome like I was panic like panic attack I was like made but I was like I have to do this like I need to see under the water I have to see it like because they were all bleaching you know and they still are and I was like I need to get over this fear and I need to see it so I went down I dived and I just I came out and I was really sad mm. it was something I'd so looked forward to and I was at the other end of the globe like that I you know I was going to Australia anyway but how far I had traveled to get there and then just to see white bleaching and I was like no way is this it like no What's way the white bleaching mean so the corals need to be at a certain temperature to stay vibrant and alive okay and if the water heats up beyond a certain point that's why the warming of the ocean isn't good the, the what you know the way the ocean is warming warming okay yeah so if it goes beyond a certain temperature mm. the coral which is the home for like a quarter of all fish species um like it's the base home for all of the fish food chain you know it's an incredible place and it's an amazing organism that builds itself it's just it's unreal um with that like it will actually like basically end up bleaching because it can't withstand the temperature and it ends up like basically kind of killing itself because it's Uh in a relationship of symbiosis yeah um with bacteria and stuff and it ends up like spitting out kind of stuff and then it bleaches but it's kind of a it's a kind of a a sad process you know but I just when I saw it I was like no way this is happening where's the vibrancy where's the color where's the great barrier reef the great barrier that you can see from space the timid barrier reef now it was what it was like the timid barrier reef really it wasn't so great anymore was it (laughs) that part of your comedian show yeah (laughs) um so yeah so then that was the real turning point for me I was like I'm not going home I had a job in Apple at the time in corporate and I was like, I'm not going back. I rang my mum was like, I'm not going back. This is too crazy. No way. The earth, the planet, no way am I going home. I need to do something. And then she, and then I was on a freak out then for a while. I was like, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And then I kind of saw sense and I was like, right, I better go back. So I went back. I worked for a few months and then I put in my notice and I was like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Mexico. And in the meantime, I had, um, made a list of places I was like okay I need to go somewhere where all the biodiverse spots are so I saw the next greatest the next largest barrier reef is off Mexico and it goes all the way down the Caribbean where all like you know sharks turtles whale sharks all that kind of stuff is there and I was like I'm going there that's my first spot and I'm going to dive in all those places I'm going to see all of the marine life before it's you know gone or whatever happens whatever will happen but I think I need to see all of this and I was like, I'm going to work with turtles and I'm going to dive in the Galapagos. Maybe I'll even go to Antarctica. 
yeah. <laughs> and I was mad like I was mad but I didn't really tell anybody the real plan I was just like I'm going to Mexico one-way ticket because I wanted to kind of see how I would get on and everybody was like you're crazy you're crazy you know and uh my boss then in the end I went in to tell him and he was like you know he was like I don't worry about a lot of people when they leave here but I'm worried about you <laughs> and I was like oh I'll be fine and um yeah it was fun like in in the run-up to it then like I'd be listening to Spanish music and I just keep listening over and over again envisioning me there envisioning myself in Cuba all the Spanish songs sure I was I was just amazing like nobody knew what I was doing but I was living the dream in my mind before I went and it was just incredible incredible to do it and obviously I had a lot of hardship on the trip as well but it was amazing I I really look back and I wonder who I was because well yeah it makes me emotional that I I took that leap you know it was very scary and I just I'm proud of myself that I did it and even to make the book like I I still look at the book and I'm like is that is that mine is that mine I'm like is that me in the book you know it's something very surreal and like anything I've done I've really put everything into it and been guided to it you know like there's no way that trip if I hadn't any source of connection to something higher than me I would have managed it no way in hell because the exhaustion like the harassment like the the stuff I had to go through with men like especially was extremely difficult and just the treatment I got and I I won't say like all of it because obviously like I stayed with like loads of locals all over Latin America and they were just the most amazing gorgeous beautiful people like I stayed in people's houses for weeks and like they would just look after me and they were so good but just that like on the streets and stuff just I'm sure you've been around that side of the world but as a woman alone it's it was very hard for me. Were you traveling on your own most of the time? Yeah. Wow that's amazing. That's amazing that you did that there. Mm. And I remember once, like, I, I'm even looking back, I'm like, my God, I was so bored <laughs> stuff yeah. I did. And I remember being in Mexico in a hostel in the middle of, uh, I don't know, central Mexico. I think it was called Guanajuato or something. I don't know if you've been there, but I met this guy there from, he was half Mexican, half, he was living in California or something and I told him I was going to go down through Central America I was like probably will yeah probably into like El Salvador or Honduras and he was like oh my god he was like don't even dare go in there not even on your own he's like I've gone there I'm Mexican and he was like they taught me you know like not to go in there even me like with people and he was like you know he was like the locals don't even go to some of those places on their own and I did I went in there on my own and everything was perfect so just goes to show like you can have fear but like I really think if you can focus in and take smart steps and really you know if you're focusing on yourself and what you're emitting it's important what what was your favorite place on the travel and what did you learn so just for like recap so when you set off in this like adventure was your was your goal always like to end up in the Antarctica or was it just like to see all these different parts of the world and see the animals before what was what was kind of driving you the whole time you said that vision was what was the end goal did you did you see an end goal at that point um I knew I wanted to cover like the different continents I knew I wanted to cover that and I knew that I wanted to come home and share that like bring the journey home Mm. and educate on it and really bring home people's stories from there because they have no voice 
they are portrayed very badly in the media, in the United States, in other parts of the world. And I knew it wasn't true. And I was like, somebody, I have to give these people a voice and these species and these places. So, yeah, in essence, I had a goal of like all these biodiverse hotspots. Like I wanted to get to Patagonia. And I knew if I had the money, like Antarctica was obviously something out of this world, but I I made it happen. Like I didn't know how, but I made it happen. And obviously the Galapagos, I was like, I have to get there. Like it's, it is a must. Yeah. Um, and I made it all. What was Antarctica like when you got there? Oh, geez. Um, There are whales there? Yeah, all over. Really? Fin whales, humpbacks. It's absolutely breathtaking. You know, it's very remote, so it can feel isolating. And maybe you could almost feel a loneliness there because you're very far from humanity. You're very far from construction, from concrete. It's complete natural, you know, and that that was another thing. I was like, I need to get away from anything that's actually been touched by man. Like I wanted to see stuff that was actually on this planet from the beginning of time that has not been touched and going there was exactly that it was like whoa this is what our planet looks like on this continent and breathtaking like the first time I saw the icebergs I was like I woke up I barely slept on the trip like we were on the boat I was on the boat like three weeks I wasn't sleeping at all I was like up at six and I'm going to bed at I was just so excited like I was yeah. full of excitement like yeah. like that thing would go off in the morning like bing bong like welcome to day 14 in you know south whatever island oh, and like, did, you, did you get like a boat to go around the whole thing or what, what was that um like we went to certain places like so when you buy your ticket to go down um you choose a type of voyage or a type of expedition yeah. so the one I chose because I wanted to see a lot of wildlife was I chose to do like the the peninsula and then a couple of islands and then up to south Georgia which is part of um it's kind of on the map, it looks kind of like it's on the right hand side of Argentina, but it's way far off. You know, it's, it's a southern kind of Antarctic isle, but it's full of wildlife, like millions of penguins, millions of whales, like millions of seals. Um, well, I don't know about millions of whales, definitely thousands of whales, <laughs> Milli- millions of penguins and millions of seals and everything. Oh, so I, I was like, I need to go there. <laughs> So amazing. But yeah, like you'd wake up in the morning. I used to be up before even the, the buzzard go off and I'd be up looking at all the whales. And I used to, to the captain, where are the people? Like, what are they doing in their beds? Like, like this is once in a lifetime. And I used to be inside and like, you know, the, the front deck or what's it called where the captain would be in the men or whatever. And I used to go in there and I'd be inside where the windows are and I'd be just like this. <laughs> like, whale and like it was they were really nice like and they were they didn't mind me going in or anybody visiting in there and uh, then I'd go up to the top deck and even then one or two mornings I'd do yoga up there and like imagine whales blowing and you're doing yoga on the top of the deck and you've all these mountainous landscapes and you have an iceberg and then you've I was like why are all these people asleep like what is going on <laughs> you know it's so true like because like what you're saying even like it's like a metaphor, isn't it, for like even people walking around day to day, like because like, when you walk outside the door here, like you could blow your mind by even looking at a tree. You know, you'd be like, oh my god, there's oxygen coming off that tree. Like what? Like that's my main thing to like clear my mind is like just look at reality. Like holy god, like look around us. We're spinning on this ball of dirt, you know. Yes. And it sounds yeah. like you were really just in that like pure excitement, you know, pure in the yes. moment, just blown away. Like yeah, it was a dream. 
Yeah, it was amazing. It was a dream come true. Wow. Yeah, very grateful. And to be so young to see it, you know, like a lot of people who went there, they were kissing the ground. We all kissed the ground when we got onto the peninsula and they were like, you know, 60 odd or whatever. And they were like, this is my seventh continent. And I, I felt so, so young to be there. You know, most people were on the boat were very, not old, but just a lot older than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was very special experience wow. and actually if anybody's listening i do have a podcast and i have two episodes on it and they're amazing if you want to listen more about it and feel the excitement of it and it's a spectacular place but it needs protection you know um yeah. so every little step we can take in the everyday and just educating ourselves on how we can be better with nature and look after her you know how how could anyone if we're, even myself how could we be do better how could we do better for Antarctica in our day-to-day or for the planet or what do you practice yeah. yourself? I suppose it's all about, yeah, like that's, I suppose with the cold regions, it's all about the melting, you know. Um, so it goes back again to fossil fuels, I suppose. That's the biggest contributor. And I know we don't have like loads of control about that, um, but we can make small steps. Like I think even just harnessing that connection to nature, you know, even like, even like you know actually healing yourself is so important for the planet like you know by fixing getting in resonance with nature and kind of you then all the other bits kind of come along I think Mm -hmm. then you start to become more conscious and aware like oh my choices are actually affecting not just me but people around me and actually the planet as a whole the butterfly effect so I suppose even like buying your food like try to buy off what's in season from your area as well so important and um, I know we all love avocados and bananas but like just becoming a bit more aware like I love bananas of course but like just become a bit more aware like like back in the day we wouldn't have access to that kind of food you know just becoming more aware of like what can I eat that's in season maybe I can go to the farm the Back to the spuds, lads. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, even buying in local markets, um, even just my road here is lined with honesty boxes, like going to honesty boxes, oh, yeah, yeah. the local people there. That's all from your soil, from your land, from all of the recycling nutrients from your body to that land. Everything is like, that's why it's so important. I think that's how we feel even more grounded by taking in our own stuff all the time, you know? Mm. And then I suppose even in your home, like, the shower like you know things like that washing machines like you don't need to be using them all the time like you know so so true um and then the car like can you cycle you know so true what you're saying like about, yeah about like us like connecting back to yourself and like who you are and like just even bringing that awareness like for me all the time you know, obviously, like, there's just rainforests and <clears throat> running out of trees, you know, cutting down loads of trees. And it's like, the people not realise that, like, your part of your lungs are on the trees. <laughs> you know, like, we really need trees, you know, yeah. to live. Um, so, so, yeah, like, I definitely have found that in my own journey, like, because I was definitely disconnected from nature when I was younger. Like, yeah. I remember I was obsessed with playing like video games when I was younger like and I was just always inside you know and I didn't even want to go outside at one point you know so I was just so lost and unaware so 
like that's why I love like to talk to kids and kind of get kids excited you know like anytime I see a kid these days and they're like I'm bored I'm like you're not bored you're boring (laughs) you know I'm like come on let's do something like let's look around you know so it is it is that disconnect from nature like you know like one of my friends taught me like one of the best amazing practice is like just to like observe a tree and just like really be with a tree and just like feel the energy of a tree and just like put your hands out you know and like you can almost sense the energy coming off a tree and it's like you start to become aware then like that there's this energy coming out of the trees and the plants and the animals and that energy is also part of you and I think that then we just naturally want to do good you know because like I feel like you know the same way like people are inspired or maybe not the right word inspired but people act out of fear like I notice myself when I'm in a really great mood like I'm just acting out of like appreciation and love you know I'm just drawn to do good things you know and I think I think that's why like the work you're doing is so important like sharing that book especially for like you know younger people like girls who see you going on that adventure you know it's like she can do it so can I you know and you're setting like a really positive example for other people you know and like putting the stuff on the social media and everything like it's I know we talked about social media today I was saying like, like a tool can be good or bad the same way a knife can be like the knife a knife in the wrong hands of somebody can be very dangerous but the knife in the hands of a surgeon can be very like can help people you know and that's how I see Instagram at the moment is like it can be a really valuable tool to share stuff you know and like we were talking before this call like how a lot of work goes on behind the scenes like to even create a book or to create like even like Instagram posts and reels and stuff you know there's a lot of um passion that goes into it you know I do feel that passion like when you're telling that story about you traveling and everything like I feel that energy from you and I can almost like I, when you were talking about being on top of the deck on the boat there and like I just I'm there with you you know like I'm I can experience it from you sharing it because you're so passionate about it so yeah it's it's thank you so much for 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 following your heart you know and going for what you wanted to do and like it's, um, yeah you have to leave a lot behind don't you mm-hmm. that inner voice that tells you no you know because like even before I did the book, like it was telling me before I did the podcast, I remember the day before I released the podcast, I was like, I really like I allow the ego to speak to me, you know, like and I remember getting I get out pen and paper and I wrote down everything it said to me. Because I don't think it's me like I know it's not me, you know, it's it's trying to protect me, which is fine. So I usually just say, oh, you know, like, thanks for trying to protect me, but we're OK, you know. <laughs> so I started writing down like what it was saying. And it was like, you know, nobody's going to listen to this podcast like absolutely like nobody will ever in their right mind. It's just like awful things, you know, like that you wouldn't say to anybody. And I was just like, well, these are very interesting, um, yeah. you know, sentences and thoughts and whatever. And then it was so funny because. I've learned that the more, you know, I do that and allow it to speak and then see it for what it is. And then eventually when I published that first episode, like feedback was amazing. And I got like over like 55 star reviews, like everybody, I got patrons, like everybody was so inspired by it and amazed by it. And I was like, there you go. My bloody ego was all wrong again. And I went back after I looked at all what it said and I said, 
well, sure, look, none of this was actually true. Like, <laughs> so now any venture I'm taking off and I'm like, oh, OK, here we go again. Thank you for being here with me. But, you know, it, it always comes up. So it's it's challenging to get beyond it. But once you get beyond it once, like, say, before that trip, I would have had it as well. Like, oh, you're going to die and be kidnapped. Yeah. You know, it could could happen, but it could also not like it gets easier facing fears because it's like, right, I've done that once. I can do it again. I can do it again. And then it gets bigger and bigger and you get stronger and stronger. But it's all about like, you know, it's all about harnessing it step by step, small steps, you know, like even for me, the sea swimming, like for some like that's discipline. Like I don't want to do that every day, but I know that that's that muscle in the brain for fear. So it's saying, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, like, no, we will do that. And every time you go beyond it, it, it gets easier and easier and easier. And then it's just like, yeah, I overcome it. <laughs> you know? I know exactly what you mean. I've been doing that like, I've been doing that at night before I, like, I'll be going to bed and I'm kind of tired. And I'm like, I'm going to have a shower. And like, my mind is always like, I want to have a warm shower. But I'm like, no, I'm having a cold shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to have one, like yeah we have to have some struggle isn't it yeah but um right yeah i don't know like can you see this here can people see this here or yeah i can see it perfectly but as in um (laughs) this video be online well yeah yeah i put this on youtube (laughs) oh yeah so here's the book guys guys can you see that over spotify (laughs) can you see see my book in spotify Just if you listen, if you listen real closely, you might be able to see it. Yeah, there is all the penguins of Antarctica and the elephant seals and um brilliant photo. Yeah, and um they're just amazing. And there's glacier up there. These fellas are kind of dangerous, you have to run away from. Yeah. And then at the back you have a beautiful iceberg. Um yeah, amazing. So 20 the picture, the picture is like is amazing on the on the cover like I've never seen a book so like it's really good picture oh like could you show us a picture inside a few pictures are you there guys are you watching on Spotify are you watching on Spotify (laughs) yeah um and I'll I'll ask you then after like just how when you when you decided to come home from the travel did you just uh do you were you like right I'm gonna write a book or how, how did that happen so here's just kind of the dedication page. page. To our, our resi- it says on a picture here, guys, for people listening, to our resilient planet and to the species who inspired this book. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's true. Like, the planet is so resilient, isn't it? Like, if we left sure. it, I, I'm a sad guru. Like, he always says, like, people are like, we've got to fix the planet. And he's like, well, if we actually just left it alone, <laughs> it was like it was, humans went away. Yeah, fine. come back to itself. He says, like, I remember him saying something recently because I've been watching a lot about save the soil, you know, because like there's a lot in like 40 years time. If we keep going the way we're going, like we'll have no soil left, you know. And yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, he said the planet has been destroyed in the search of human well-being, you know, because mm. and that's. Because people are like, you know, let me get more, more industry, more things, because then I'll be happy. You know, if I if I conquer this place and do this. So like what you said earlier is so important, like just healing ourselves and bringing more conscious awareness into our own lives. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
So um, how, how did you end up uh, coming up? Were you like, right, going to write a book, going to write a book? How did that um, I think it was in me for a while because I remember when I was in Cuba and I was out in the middle of nowhere on like a tobacco kind of plantation and these people met me on a bus and at the time I was speaking like a bit of French, a bit of Spanish, I don't know, I was like kind of wandering around and they were just like, who's this girl? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like a loner going around and I was dancing salsa and I was completely like, nobody could put an identity to me and this guy just came over to me and he was just like, Jesus, your story is like incredible. He's like, what are you doing out here? Like of all places, Cuba, because Cuba is like, it's not for a solo traveler, you know? And uh, it's not really designed in that way, you know? Um, But For more like couples? Yeah, and like just the way the country is built, you know, this communism there. So everything's kind of like, it's difficult to place to live, you know? Okay. And you know, there's no real internet and but anyway, I did do it on my own, so it's great. <laughs> yeah. Accomplishment. Um, yeah, so I remember him saying to me, he was like, God, he was like, I bet you're gonna write a book one day. And at that moment I was like, Is that a challenge? Yes, I will. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I like challenges. Like if somebody is kind of saying to me, I'm not gonna do something, then I will do it. <laughs> they were like, You you're not gonna get to Antarctica. And then I'm in my head, I'm like, yeah, I definitely will now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I <laughs> wasn't going to go, but now I'm definitely going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was in me. And then I knew, I was like, you know, I was always conscious of, like, what can I bring to the planet? Like, how can I get people to understand that nature needs to be appreciated and loved and supported and taken care of? And I knew that I had skills with photography and I knew people were all, when I put up photos online of different glaciers or mountains or volcanoes, people were like, oh my God, your photos are amazing. Your photos are amazing. This is amazing. And I thought, you know what? Maybe, I, maybe I'll like create a book and like just have loads of photos in it and write all about nature and all my adventures. And like, that's what I did. I put all my photos into it. And yeah. And it's so funny because anytime people ask me, they're like, are they your photos? <laughs> like, every time somebody asks me I'm like yeah I'd say so (laughs) now there is a couple in there like there's ones of me diving and stuff I didn't take them like my scuba instructor took them but the majority are mine but every time somebody gets a book they're like did you take them I'm like well I'm the one who went there of course I took them (laughs) (laughs) I just took them off google and made a copyright myself yeah it's just funny but like I'm just like why do people ask me that do they just think like yeah, maybe she can't do it. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I say it's because they, they're so professional looking. Even when I look at the book there, it looks so good. Like, you did an amazing job with it. Oh, thank really, you. like, you know, it's so cool that you did that. They're like, how is Kate fun manning after making so much professional photos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And how long ago was that? So I did the book last year. So I published it last year um and it was in the middle of flipping lockdown um so I did a beach book tour to start it off so I actually organized like I just literally made up a table and everything and I messaged loads of people online and it was so nice people came down to the beaches and wow that's great huh yeah and they came down and that's what I did I just asked for guidance because I was like the shops are closed lockdown is in and I was like I'm just gonna go to the beaches and do my business and I did that 
I love it. Like when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And you people know? came and people wanted to be out at the beach, you know? Yeah. I couldn't think of a better place to sell a book about like nature yeah. than on the beach. Yeah. Adventure. Yeah. So, yeah. So. And when you, when you were finished then, like booking everything, were you like, what's next? With you the book like, yeah, like, you know, I know myself, like every time I went traveling, I came back from Australia, I came back from Colombia, um, like, or I came back from London recently, I was like, okay, what's next, you know? Like adventure-wise? Yeah, yeah. did you have no. any moment where you weren't sure? No, I was like, I need to, I need to do work, you know, I need to do work, I'm here to work, and it's like that discipline in me, even when I traveled for that year and a bit, like I was st- environmental science like I didn't just travel for nothing like I was constantly working towards something and maybe it's like you know somebody might say like oh you didn't really relax then did you because I wasn't like really I did party a bit but I had a goal like I was still studying I was sending in assignments I was writing about stuff on my trip I was sending them in and my lectures were amazing they let me do like zooms and assignments online it was great but um they didn't I didn't even know would I be able to do it and I did manage it but when I came back then it's like I've always had something to work towards I think that's what gives me great it may it it I feel content in life because I'm always putting into something that's really purposeful you know so I knew when I came back I was like I have to do work for the planet and you know I have to learn how to grow properly and I need to learn like about bees and I need to get the word out and I need to educate and I need to tell my story and obviously I was scared and you know you'd have a few like critiques you know but I was just like oh don't mind them just keep going and you know yeah yeah my thing with critiques is like I I like try not to listen to anybody that I don't want to it's like "Ah, if I listen to you will I be in your position I'm not gonna listen (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm gonna listen to you (laughs) yeah fair play because even like you know I did different things like I did um I did a thing with a magazine, um, RSVP, about like your best life and inspiring women in Ireland. And I did a video shoot and, a, and I remember like somebody said to me something kind of sarcastic about it. And I, I was like, oh. And after I was like, I literally like I, I must have got like 60,000 views on that video. And I had people writing to me from all over Ireland about thanks for the video. So it's so important not to focus on that one person who says a shitty thing, yeah. you know? And even like when I came back as well, somebody else said to me like, oh, you'll have to go back to the real world now. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm going back to no real world. I'm going to work. Yeah. How like about they... <laughs> See you later. <laughs> go back to your world. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm going to live in my world over here. Thank you very much. I know. I'm just so determined to not follow any of that. I love it. I love it, man. The non-conformity, you know, it's like, that's what we need. We need, we need, um, we need more, of, we need more Kates in the world. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So on that, then you're, you're doing a project at the minute. Yeah. That is like very exciting. There's, there's a little bit of a buzz around it, you know. <laughs> a, little <laughs> buzz. a little bit of a buzz around it. Yeah. But, um, could yes, you tell us so... about that? Be wild. Yeah, I've only just announced it today now, so it's very, 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 very fresh. So it's called Be Wild Journeys, and I'm going to be inviting people onto the farm. 
um, to come on a journey with me to explore the world of beekeeping and the beehive and how important the bees are for the planet. And then I'm going to be taking them into the forest, the forest and the farm. So we take a little walk over there and explore the forest, do forest bathing and just learning again about the trees and how precious they are. And then I have a space created for like a circle so we can sit in circle and um, have meditation and visualization and a bit of breath and stuff like that. But all in all, like connecting us back to nature, you know, and helping us to feel grounded and yeah it's wow. uh it's gonna be good i'm excited i'm nervous but i'm excited that's amazing like i see your post about bees like and i'm fascinated i love bees and i love honey <laughs> like so how, how did you end up having a beehive so i was always interested in bees like anything to do with nature i was like oh and i and i saw how much they like withhold our planet like you know food production wise like they're withholding like the majority like without bees we're nothing we're nothing yeah and I remember going out to my neighbor and like checking out there I was like oh bees I'd love to have bees and they were just like oh it's very complex and long process and then I did a workshop somewhere and I was just like oh how can I get into it and it felt like it was something that had to be like passed on because it didn't seem like something you could just pick up and it's not like mm. it, it it's almost like it's in generational families almost you know so then a company contacted me in Cork over in uh, Myrtleville hive mind and they have um, I love that name hive mind yeah they have bees and uh beehives and all that they teach beekeeping and stuff so they contacted me and they were like look we're looking for somewhere in east cork to put hives and they were like could we put them on the farm and i was just like sure bring them on (laughs) so the bees came last year in march or something how many bees did they bring? So they brought two hives two. and that was cool. I got an introduction into it. And then following that, I ended up like putting up my own swarm boxes and catching my own right outside my door. So now my bees are literally outside my door. Wow. They live and like I have a hammock behind it. So I don't know if you've ever heard. Oh my of God, you're like the bee queen. Stop. You're like the bee queen. I can picture you like walking outside and you have like this yellow dress on and there's like bees flying around you. Do you see, does anyone else see that i can definitely see that right outside the door like you know some people would be kind of scared of bees like <laughs> envisioning that now i'm like oh. bee queen i'll tell you that's a great but isn't, it, but isn't it the queen bee no i guess it would be uh <laughs> she just reverses yeah the queen what did i say the bee queen, the bee queen. yeah but you're uh, the bee queen you're the bee queen yeah so yeah so I love it and I like I have a hammock behind my two hives at the door and I lie on the hammock at night and oh my god like you talk about meditation it's something else like and the smells the aromas that come out of the back of the hive because they fan at night and they they're like basically um dehydrating the nectar and stuff no so so much that goes on in the hive like we've no idea but it's amazing at night because you have this huge vibration coming at the back of the hive it's like and on a warm sunny day it'll be like so loud and the aromas are incredible and amazing for stress and anxiety amazing wow you know this goes back millennia like people would have used bees for um ancient kind of practices of healing like whether it's the honey the propolis whatever or whether it's actually the bees themselves, like how you feel when you're with them, mm. you know. Um, they're very, 
they're great for I, medication. I'll have to, I'll have to ask because I have a feeling a few people listening could be thinking, "Geez, does she get stung at all?" <laughs> um, I have done, yeah. Like I, I went in the hive last week and I went through a full box, busy, busy hive, super busy hive. I'd say eighty thousand bees, and I did get. I literally put the lid on and I got a sting right there, Ooh. and. It was swollen for about three days. I was itching it mad. So I've never gotten, I don't know, I still swell up, you know. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and then I've stu- I stood on a bee one day as well. And the grass, that was my worst one. I didn't expect it at all. I just stood straight onto it in the grass. I didn't know it was there. It was collecting water. So That's amazing. And can you hear the water from your hammock? Are you by the sea? You can can you hear the sea? No, I'm two k from the sea. Okay. Well, I'm by the sea, but I'm in kind of in like a a yard, like kind of enclosed by trees. So. Wow. Well, if anybody wants to come my be wild journey, you'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> When's it on? You you picking maybe next this weekend, possibly or the next weekend? For all all the people who don't plan this weekend. <laughs> I know. I know. Like I was planners maybe next weekend. I know. Like I like I chose like I think the June bank holiday, the Saturday. But you know, if things is that look, the June bank holiday? Is that the sixth of June? Fourth. Mm-hmm. The Saturday. It's my birthday on the sixth. Oh, happy yeah. birthday! Thanks, girl. Um. Yeah, the fourth, I would say, would probably be it. Um, I think so, yeah. Nice. And if anybody wants to, yeah, find more, just catch me on Instagram and then, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Sure, I'll be What's... buzzing around in there. <laughs> right, Kate, thanks so much for taking me on, like, an epic journey. Like, I actually, I honestly could keep talking to you for another while, asking more questions. But I'm aware we've been probably talking for about an hour, I think. Every yeah, well, about that I'd say. So to recap, like you're, uh, wow. I feel like I've been on such an adventure of like, because I I'll be very visual, you know, when you're talking to me, telling me like about the stories, like I kind of see you going to like Mexico and then like, through <laughs> South America and getting to Cuba. Like I, when you were talking about Cuba, I kind of started seeing people salsa dancing, and you were kind of yeah. just walking with your backpack and there's a guy like hey you're gonna write a book one day you know Mm -hmm. and then the whole story of the Antarctica like I just want to like acknowledge you for that uh spirit of adventure inside you and like listening to your spirit listening to your intuition and not listening to the naysayers you know and just going with it and believing that you would be guided all along the way you know like I was reading I don't know where I read it recently but like they talk about like the saints like throughout history and the time of humans they say like going on these like pilgrimages is almost like the best way to get to know yourself because you're constantly like you're living on faith you know you're like you said there when you went traveling like there's all these fears and doubts that come in but you're you're having faith in a higher power or like your own spirit or the universe or whatever you want to call it but you're talking about like this faith you had that kept bringing you all along this journey you know and then like even getting to Antarctica and then listening to it and writing a book and like not listening to people what people are saying and even whole thing with COVID happening like you still getting a book launch done on the beach you know like that's just awesome you know and I really just want to round up by saying that like that is brilliant and now like what you're doing as well like raising awareness for the planet 
is just so important and raising consciousness like what you're doing the own work you're doing in yourself and sharing it on social media and now finally with the be wild be wild is that right be wild yeah be wild journeys like that's i'm really really inspired by you so thank you so much and your instagram name is k how do you spell it (laughs) p-a-t-c-h remember i wrote you one day and i was like what did i say to you again i didn't mean you were like hi catchy kate wait caught catch kate catchy catchy um it's like it's like catch caught or catch kate i'm kind of easy whatever people pronounce it like you know it's funny like that we finally had this podcast like because it was months ago i you know you have the requests on the corner of instagram and i hadn't checked them and i seen you and i was like oh cool i was like what a nice message and i can't remember what it was you know and then we had been messaging back and forth a few times like on voice notes and then i was thinking one day like it just came to me like she'd be Kate, it'd be great to do a podcast with, like, because she's such an incredible story. And then you messaged me one day and you were like, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I was like, I actually, I have done a podcast and I was actually thinking about asking you, <laughs> do you want to do a podcast with me? So it's um, magic. I'm, I'm grateful we did it. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? The world's so yeah so tiny so intertwined yeah because I remember I saw I just remember seeing videos of you in Colombia I don't know was it a birthday or something I can't remember but it really stuck with me the video yeah I would have yeah I would have seen Joe's stories as well and then I saw a video of like a birthday in, in a place and a woman in a dress or something I don't know what it was, but the video stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was me and Joanne were traveling in Colombia, and yeah. we were where were we again? Uh, we we're in the capital of Colombia. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. it was one of the funniest nights ever. It's funny because when you were saying that, right, I was actually like, "Oh yeah, that was my birthday," and I was like, "Wait a minute, no, it wasn't." Me and Joe were having dinner, and I went into the toilet, and when I came back out, I hadn't realized she had said to the old lady who was doing the uh serving us she was so sweet and they brought out like a birthday cake and started singing happy birthday to me and it wasn't my birthday at all like you know <laughs> Joanne was after saying to saying to them that it was my birthday yeah, so, yeah. that's yeah. what I remembered seeing and it stuck with me then yeah it was just a good it was a nice video or something yeah that was really a really nice time So, yeah, so we're all back in the homeland. Yeah. Joanna, we begin to like the planet and helping nature as well. Yes. Yeah, she's very good. Um, she had an adventure with me in the forest here as well. Really? Yes. Yeah, so showing have... showing the bee, the bee, um, bee sanctuary. Yeah, I showed her some of the, yeah, and the mother tree, and we hugged the mother tree and beautiful and she got a book off me so that was lovely I wrote her a little note and and it's funny like she she would I don't know how she found me on social media but 
she would have messaged me about my trip and then I ended up like messaging her about backpacks and stuff and really? tips and tricks and cenotes she was like I've seen the videos of cenotes <laughs> And like then, like I've made just like social media at times, I'm just like, oh, go away from me. But I've just made the most amazing connections and helped people. And there is use to it. No one's yeah. in the right way. That's amazing. So, so you had found my page through her page. Yeah, because she had stuff up of Columbia and then your name was in there. And then I was like, oh, so. yeah. That's amazing how it works, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. We're living in quite a, a blessed time. I always tell people as well, like, like we're living all, we're all living like kings, you know. Like compared to like a hundred years ago, like they didn't have all the food that we have, like or the like you've got like a nice bed to sleep in every night. We've, you know, we have everything, you know. Yeah. But it's like it's like acknowledging that, and also realizing that you could have everything and you still could not be happy yeah 100%. yeah you should really keep noting down the simple things you know because you could easily get stuck into that more 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 like it's very it's very contagious like the more 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 you know mm. so to bring it back to basics and strip it all down stripping it back by yeah. <laughs> yeah. kate i think we're i might end it there and yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for the chat. Honestly, like I could keep probably going to keep talking to you after this, but just for the length of the the video, I'm going to cut it cut it here, guys. So yes. thank you so much, people, for listening. You can find Kate on Instagram, and do you have you? How do you find your podcast? Um, it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and it's Catch Kate, basically. Catch Kate. Same. Can I catch Kate? Can I catch her? <laughs> can catch me? Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. Kate. Thank you. You're an amazing being and you're doing wonderful work in the world. And I'm very, very grateful to know you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you all soon.